on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is Denise Mellinger Slate. And we're going to be talking about her brand new book, Hollywood Safari, which is from the diaries of three-time Oscar-winning cinematographer Robert Surtees. Welcome to the show, Denise. Thank you. It's Thanks good for to, having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's good to have you here. I want to find out how this book came about. About six years ago, I was dating Robert's son, Bruce Surtees, and um, when he passed away a year later, his brother Tom gave me a book, uh, gave me boxes of uh, memorabilia of his father's career, and once I started going through it, I realized that I had a treasure chest full of important Hollywood history sitting in my living room, including photographs and diaries of his amazing film career. The one complete book that was in there was called Hollywood Safari, and those were his handwritten journals that he wrote in the jungles of Africa at night in his tent on the back of his daily call sheets of his daily activities of how they actually made King Solomon's minds. He kept a journal from the beginning of his travels of getting on the airplane with his MGM family. By the way, they made... the. Hollywood Safari was the first, I'm sorry, King Solomon's Mines was the first full-length feature shot on location in Africa. So when MGM sent them out, they really had to kind of handpick their way through this whole experience. Robert keeps complete diaries of not only his feelings, but the feelings of the industry as well. Uh, its tremendous history was so striking to me. I knew at the time that this was very important, and so many up-and-coming film students would learn so much in reading his work, because these films were made way before the miracles of our computers and how films these days are kind of hard to believe when you know they're so generated by computers. And during that time, during the time that he was uh, making movies, we didn't have that kind of technology available. So his movies were even uh, more uh, phenomenal because of the fact that we did not have the same technology we have today. He had, he's been, he won three Academy Awards and for King Solomon's Minds, The Bad and the Beautiful, and Ben Hur. He also was nominated a total of 17 times. And he worked on such films as The Graduate, The Last Picture Show, Mutiny on the Bounty with Marlon Brando, A Star is Born with Barbara Streisand. And the last film he shot in 1917, 1978 was uh, Same Time Next Year, one of my favorite movies actually with Alan Alda and Ellen Bernstein. 
Um, He's worked with amazing directors, Elia Kazan, William Wyler, Vincent Minnelli, Mike Nichols, Bob Fosse, and George Roy Hill. An amazing, illustrious career. What lessons do you think today's young cinematographers might learn from him and Robert Surtees' legacy? Robert had a way of... He had so many styles, but it wasn't about all his films. Each film had a Surtees style in in its own right. He he loved to uh, it's like personalizing each body of work by his use of shadows and his lighting technique. It, it wasn't ever all just the same. Every film, he he worked it to be a little bit different. To pull the emotion out of the audience. Well, to me, go ahead. I, I just want to say, um, I not only have the, the, the diaries from King Solomon's Minds, but I have incredible fo- original photographs that he took of these natives and the sets. And um, I just knew when I was holding all of this in my hands that I had to finish this. So I started typing, and um, I tried to make it as close as I could. In the t- meantime, Tom got better. Tom didn't die. So Tom has guided me, and I have him written, writing the foreword in this book about his father. Um, and I have so much, so much information, photographs and whatnot still left to publish about Robert. But because he worked so hard on this grueling manuscript, I thought it was important to throw that out there first. I, I agree with you. I mean, it is a really wonderful uh, journey that he takes us on uh, while filming uh, King Solomon's Mines and Mogambo. Yes, he once they returned home and he won the Academy Award for Cinematographer on King Solomon's Mines, they sent him back two years later to shoot Mogambo, pretty much in the same region. They were more savvy this time. So the second journal in this book for, for Mogambo is a little bit more relaxed and more of a Hollywood scoop of what the actors were doing, uh-huh. where the first one was much more technical. Yeah, and, and Mogambo starred... Uh, Clark Gable, one of my all-time favorites, and Grace Kelly and Ava Gardner. So, I mean, what an amazing cast for that particular uh, film. And that was a remake of a movie that Clark Gable had done in the 30s with a different title. I think it was The Red Dust? Yes, Red Dust. Red Dust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. And then he came back to redo the same film, yes. uh, you know, in the early 50s. It's kind of, that's it itself is fascinating. What did you find was the most fascinating story uh, for you when you were putting this book together and reading his diaries? Well, the fact that they uh, were pretty much controlled by the weather and the, the clouds and the formations. and I mean, Surtees was very, very um, adamant about... I mean, his clouds... His, his photography is amazing. But they were supposed to climb Mount Kenya to get one shot. And they had all their natives 
boys and everybody carrying these huge cameras up this mountain, and they would they would hike for hours to get up there to get this one shot, and most of them were very ill at the time. And then they couldn't shoot it because the clouds weren't right. So they, it, it was those kind of adventures wow. that were very interesting to yeah. me. What, what kind of um, illness would they get? Were Dysentery they get? Oh. and the food was not good and it was a lot of a lot of disease over there back then too. What made him? I mean, he went and did King Solomon's Mines and uh, all the difficulties that took place during the filming of that movie, even though he did win the Oscar as Best Cinematographer that year. Um, What made him decide to want to go back to the same region to film another movie? Do you know? Well, no, I don't know that, but I would imagine he took it on because he has already been there and he knew what to do. And he knew the people there. And probably would have taken MGM more money and more time to go back with someone else to do that. To me, that was would be the uh, the reason why he did that, because the I believe the ending of the first journal, his sentence is an impending uh, impending doom. You know, it just wasn't real pleasant when they left the first time. They were glad to get out of there. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. So, and then, and he missed his family so much. He talks so much about his wife, Maydell, and his children in, in Los Angeles and how he missed them terribly. Uh, so I think when he re-entered with Mogambo, he had his wife, Maydell, with him for a while. Oh, that's nice. And so he was in a different frame of mind, and that's why his diary is a bit different mm-hmm. this, the second time with Mogambo. Um, so how long did... did did the, does a diary tell you how long it took uh, them to finally get that shot where they had to go up Mount Kenya to, to film it? I believe so. I, I'm telling you, it's it's been oh, quite a ride for me, too. I really almost read the whole book yesterday just so I would know that. <laughs> but I believe they had to do it two times to get the, the, the right shot. Wow. Uh, but, but there's all those different shots. And crawling through the jungle with, you know, it's just, some people said that they didn't really do all of that. Well, this book says for sure that they did. And, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful piece of history. It truly is. Um, what, what was the, um, the, the biggest challenge for you to bringing this book to life? My challenge was to make sure I did this properly because this is really important as far as my my belief and love for cinematic history. And I realized that out of all the people in the world, I was the keeper of these books. And the pressure that I had with myself to make sure it was done properly. But... He made it so simple because all I did was copy down his journals and make sure I had the information 
in the right order, and the photographs that went with each of these films, uh, I had to figure all that out by studying both of the films. So it took me a long time because I wanted to make sure it was done properly. He was such an intricate artist that I did not want to mar that at all. No, it, and that's a huge responsibility to take that on. I, I tried to uh, I tried to get a big book deal with the big companies, thinking it was that important. Um, but no one seemed to understand my my need to have this done. So um, rather than do it wrong, I just sat on it for a while, and then I found a publisher locally and. Um, made it happen, and I'm just thrilled that it actually did happen. Yeah, it's a it's a passion project for you. Absolutely, definitely a passion project. Um, so, what was again? What, what, can you tell us some more interesting, fascinating stories um, from the diaries? Well, Mogambo is fun because Ava Gardner is married to Frank Sinatra at the time. And he is absent from the set, but shows up at Christmas. And there are Christmas parties in the tents with Frank Sinatra singing. And, and, you know, the stories of Clark Gable, how he likes to drink gin. and, And the girls, Ava and Grace, they didn't always get along. But so... uh, it's fun to think about all of that um, while reading it. Like I said, it's quite different from the first part of the book where there's a lot of concern about what's going to happen next. So uh, there's just so many adventures I can't even tell you every day. The fact that they were on an airplane doing all this, I, I'm afraid to fly. I, I wouldn't even want to fly. Uh, but it was bad. It, it, he talks about how the airlines were back then and, and the food that they had on the, on the plane. And to me, that's just such wonderful history because that just doesn't happen anymore. No, no. And um, I have always loved Hollywood and the old films of Hollywood, and I have quite an extensive collection. And that is my hobby, is to watch them over and over again and learn as much as I can about each film. So I have studied uh, Surtees films my whole life because they were really well done. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were. And then realizing that uh, his son Bruce... later became my boyfriend it's just very (laughs) odd and my my late husband Jeremy Slate I'm thinking you know how did how come Hollywood keeps coming to me that's interesting yeah Yeah. so um, it's it's quite thrilling for me to be in these shoes right now and I also understand that there is a film museum being built in Los Angeles right yes a learning center for Mm -hmm. our filmmakers yes uh, I would really like to have these possessions end up in that museum so that they could learn more about how to be uh, a, f- 
a great filmmaker even when our computers shut down. <laughs> I agree with you. I think uh, you were showing me the original diaries before we began, and uh, it's amazing to see them, and I think they should be in the museum. There's no question about it. He's He is so renowned and so well-respected uh, in the film community for all these years. So it's very important work that, that you are doing and will continue to do. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to The Jam Price Show all about movies, and my guest today is author Denise Mellinger-Slate, and we're discussing her new book, Hollywood Safari, and it's from the diaries of three-time Oscar-winning cinematographer Robert Surtees. So you kind of manifest, you started studying Surtees uh, a long time ago, and then you end up meeting his son, and kind of, you like kind of manifested his son into your life, it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> I find that fascinating right well, there. Well, <laughs> what's really interesting about that is I was I work at Trader Joe's and I'm on the the cash register and Bruce Surtees is standing there. I don't know who this man is, and he has a Monterey Film Commission vest on, and I know the people there from working with Bob, right, and, right, and, and making right, right. independent films locally here. Um, I said, oh, do you know the people at the commission? He says, yes. I said, how do you know them? He said, they borrow my Oscar. (laughs) And I went, oh, oh, really? Tell me about that. So naturally, we got along famously, and we had wonderful conversations together because I was very familiar with his work and his father's work um, and how wonderful it was to actually have a conversation with these things with people that knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of a lonely world when you are when you uh, are fascinated with so many things that a lot of people aren't familiar with because you can't really talk about them. Right. And right. I'm very grateful to have uh, the famous people that I've known in my life come to me at certain times in my life where it really makes a big difference. That's very true. Very, um, very true. I, uh, my first Hollywood boyfriend was Von Sternberg. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> oh, tell me about that. <laughs> well, Nicholas Von Sternberg was the son of Joseph Von Sternberg. And, um, and he was also the best friend of my sister's fiancé. So I just showed up at the wedding and met my first Hollywood guy. Wow. And so I learned a lot about Hollywood history on the Von Sternberg level. And then years later, I met Jeremy Slate, who I had been watching and studying my whole life, watching his stuff. And so then I learned Hollywood history on his level. And... Uh, and very interesting. And yeah. then, then, Surtees pops into my life, and I'm just fascinated with how these people keep coming to me. And they're yeah. not just actors, they're like really important people in the Hollywood history icon. And I'm just very aware and very present and trying to learn as much as I can and make the best of my gifts that have been given to me to teach others how to have the quality that uh, Robert L. Surtees put into each piece of his work. You're very blessed. You're very blessed. It's fascinating that you've been able to 
meet and get to know these people on a different level. I, I'm assuming that you're probably a big Turner Classic Movie fan. Yes, in fact, that is my go-to channel. Mine too, all I, the time. And I know so many of those films. Yes. My mother was born in Hollywood and found, and pretty much prepped to be a star in the 30s in Hollywood. Wow. Wow. And she was a singer, and uh, she she always had films and music available for us. Mm-hmm. And so I was um, hip on all the Hollywood movies since I was a small child. So um, can't take it out of my soul, that's for sure. No, no, it doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound <laughs> like it at all. Um, so... When you were, what did you learn, you know, when you were writing this and when you were reading it? What kinds of lessons that did you learn about, or, or anything? What did you learn about Robert Surtees that people may not know? Well, he was a, a lovely family man. He, he really loved his family. And... I don't know that much about his childhood, but I know that he started making films in 1927. And he documented so much of his life in film. I'm very, uh, I've learned that I need to make sure his journey is out there. Mm-hmm. So I have other yes. books that are coming of his work. He has another book that he's written about the making of a movie and all the jobs of all the people involved in them. And that was back then before the computer. Right, right. So I'm really excited about releasing that as well. But I have hundreds, hundreds of his photographs from his sets and uh, negatives from Oklahoma. Wow. Um, I mean, the real deal. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I'm just... My biggest thing right now is to make sure that I do it properly. Right, right. I can, yeah, I can imagine. As I said, it's a big responsibility when you're handed uh, a, basically a gift that you know that you've been given these gifts of uh, treasures from an icon. And as, as for anyone who knows Hollywood, old Hollywood. Uh, certainly knows the name Robert L. Surtees. Uh, you know, you would have to be in a tunnel if you didn't know his name, and uh, or live in a cave, I should say. <laughs> you know, uh, because he is such a phenomenal cine- cinematographer. I was wondering, did you learn anything uh, from him? Anything that you've read about his style and technique that he used? I really don't know how to answer that. Okay. I know it's a tough question. His lighting, uh, his lighting is amazing. Um, you can just tell. You can just tell from the first frame that it's Surtees. Right. And his son Bruce totally learned beautiful things from him. Bruce was an amazing photographer as well. Denise, where can people uh, get the Hollywood Safari book? Hollywood Safari is selling on Amazon, and it's doing quite well. Great. Uh, Starting to hear little um, blurbs about it. 
So uh, I'm very excited about that. You should be. Well, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate you coming on today. And if you're looking for a wonderful uh, history of Hollywood, uh, pick up the Hollywood Safari on Amazon today. Go to The Jam Price Show on Facebook to learn about upcoming shows. And while you're there, please like my page. And to listen to The Jam Price Show Movie Minutes at Reviews and to listen to archived shows that you may have missed, go to thejampriceshow.com. On Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1, streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio, Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. The Yozio Theater in downtown Monterey is now open every day, showing independent and foreign films. The Yozio Theater has new concession offerings, including beer, wine, hard cider, and their homemade lush slush. You can now schedule private event screenings for community charity events, birthdays, anniversaries, or just a fun gathering of friends. For more information, visit the Ozio Theater online at oziotheater.com. 